0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Last week, we did read a letter from economists from across the country about their support regarding tax reform. I read that list, and I found an individual who is a local professor, Ed Scahill from the University of Scranton. His name is on the list. And he's agreed to do the show today. Good morning, Ed. Thanks for doing it.
1: Uh, hi, Sue.
0: What's going on up there in Scranton today? Anything good?
1: Well, I don't know if it's good. It's exam week. <laughs> oh. So I would say it's bad for our students, but um, it's, it's, the end will be soon. So yeah, at least they the,
0: at least they get that satisfaction that there is an ending, and they don't have to continue to struggle. Well,
1: I was thinking more about me. Oh. I get some time off. You
0: know? Well, there's that as well. So uh, when you put your name on a letter like this of economists from across the country in support of the uh, tax reform bill, why do you do something like that, Ed?
1: Well, um, it's not going to solve all of our fiscal problems, to be sure. But if you you looked at that letter, and I know you did, uh, you know that the corporate tax rate is the highest of any industrialized country at 35%. And um, it just gives corporations a reason to move their operations elsewhere and to hire a lot of accountants and lawyers to try to get that tax uh, liability down since it's so high. So I'm hoping it works. Um, Certainly, if you think uh, corporations want to make the most profit, they should produce more to earn more profit when their tax rate goes down. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But to tell you the truth, um, I, I, I think I'm more concerned with tax simplification. Since I knew I was going to talk to you, I tracked down some numbers. On okay. average, okay, mm-hmm. um, taxpayers spend 54 hours filling out their federal tax forms. That's about over 8 billion hours total. And if you, if you evaluated the monetary value of people's time, the dollar value would be greater than the GDP of Kenya. I mean, that's just crazy. And in addition to cutting the corporate tax rate, among the other many provisions, and some of them will change, uh, it, it just got voted uh, to co- a conference committee, so they'll do some more wheeling dealing before the final bill uh, comes out of Congress. <clears throat>
0: Do you believe but, that this, add, to yep. that point, do you believe that what is happening right now will make the process more streamlined. I mean, a lot of us just go and we get an accountant, and that costs money, yeah. or you have the time. And, and I think a lot of Americans are terrified by taxis, and I know I am, because uh, when I think the IRS might come after me, I am scared. So is this a, a ways and means to make it more simplified? I mean, do you see that well, happening? Well, to-
1: the one provision I was going to mention has to do with doubling the standard deduction. And uh, this year, it's 6350 for a single taxpayer. So that'll double to over $12,000. So if your deductions are going to be less than that, you can just take the standard deduction. I thought they kind of missed an opportunity to sell tax, tax simplification, because if you saw some of the news reports, congressmen were showing this little card. Right. Um, and said, so, well, you can file your taxes and just send it in. That If that works, I'll pay higher taxes. I'll just... If it's that simple, you know, here's my income, uh, here's the standard deduction, and mail it in, I think that's a great selling point. I I hope we get that closer to that, but I'm old enough now to be very cynical about anything uh, the federal government proposes to do.
0: So what you're saying, just so I have clarity on this because I'm terrible at taxes, is is that in the future, if the deduction is so high, I might not have to hire an accountant and itemize and worry and and struggle?
1: That's right. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah.
0: all right. That is a selling point. Yeah, that sounds pretty
1: good, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, you're in higher ed, as we mentioned, at the I University am. of Scranton. Yeah,
1: I am ed in higher ed. That's, that's right. right.
0: You put the that's ed right. in higher ed. Do you yeah. ever tell your students that, by the way?
1: No. You should. No, I don't. You no. want to do that?
0: You could, That's but, but, on me. But I,
1: I'll, I'll tell you this. My my email, or not my email address, but one of my passwords is econed. Mm. Okay, so, but
0: if you want to use mine, so go so ahead. It's
1: econed. Education, economics, education. So it's can't.
0: very good. Ed, yep. Let me ask you a question about um, the ongoing debate over some of the deductions, which might go away. And they seem to be troubling to young people who carry the burden of student loans. And I saw a story yesterday where so many, I think it's over 80% at most colleges and universities, students go out of the college or university and they have debt. What about taking away that uh, interest deduction for student loans? Are you saying that the raising of this other, uh, the doubling of this other thing will negate that?
1: Well, it could. In fact, uh, one person who's concerned about that was my younger son, Steve. I saw him over Thanksgiving. That's the first thing he complained about. And uh, that's, you know, I was I was watching somebody else on TV last week, and he said, you know, this could be the next bubble crisis, because the default rate on student loans is uh, disturbingly high. And uh, if students can't deduct interest on that, I, I am worried about that. So... You know, I'm hoping that if they do double the standard deduction, that will that will help.
0: Okay. And what about uh, the the mortgage deduction and, and some of the things with property taxes and, and local taxes? What you said before, does that still apply, that maybe you won't need those deductions anymore? Well,
1: that's, that's, that's going to be the biggie. I think the state and local deductions um, for the so-called high-tax states, and most of them have... Uh, 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 senators and and representatives are Democrats, it's going to be kind of messy. And if I can say something else that that I find disturbing, this is true about the Affordable Care Act. It was passed 100% with Democrats. The opposition to that is 100% Republicans. I mean, there's something fundamentally disturbing when you can't have at least some people from the other party that can work together to try to do something for the country. As opposed to something they can beat somebody over the head in the next election, um, that's i I don't see that really coming to an end. I think both parties are going to have a real crisis uh, over the next couple of years in terms of what direction they go in. It looks like the Democrats are moving farther to the left. the Republicans are going very vocally to the right. I don't see a lot of compromise there
0: no, this is a new way to quote-unquote lead, and I'm not really comfortable with it either. It doesn't seem like there's consensus on on much of anything.
1: Well, I want to scare you a little bit, okay? Yes. Because I did my homework, and I knew Medicare and Social Security had funding problems. I'll just read this. The Board of Trustees, the Social Security, and Medicare estimate that the trust fund that pays Medicare's hospital expenses will run out of money in 2029. I used to think that was far away. Mm -hmm. That's getting a lot closer Social Security is projected to be solvent only until 2034. And we've known about this thing for these problems for a long time. Nobody says anything about them because, you know, these are all tough choices. And those people who had come up with ideas that might be uh, plausible, again, uh, they're from one party and the other party is going to attack them for it. Yeah. And they- I have, have this fear that the only way they're going to deal with this problem is you're going to get close and you have to do something. Well, and, otherwise, you fall off a cliff.
0: Well, the thing is that whenever there is a suggestion out of any kind of reform of either one of these programs, there is a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth and, and pushing oh, sure. Granny off the cliff in the wheelchair. I mean, oh, we know and, that, you know, right? That's,
1: that's a perfect reference. You know, you make a, a reasonable suggestion, and maybe it's a good one, maybe it's a bad one. But the other party just, oh, great, we got our next ad, and Grandma <laughs> goes flying off the, the cliff. But, you know, it's interesting, and I've known this for a long time because I've been teaching for a long time, almost 30 years here and uh, about 11 years at other places, so kind of old. Um, But the perception among young people, and this has been true for at least 20 years, is that they don't think Social Security is going to help them. And uh, my parents' generation, of course, they'll fight like heck. Uh, If you even mention maybe we've got to raise the retirement age, maybe we've got to increase Social Security taxes, and uh they're up in arms about it there there was a chance, and there may still be for reform because younger people are more willing to accept reforms that that might mean less coverage for them in the future but i you know you can hope um, i'm not I'm not optimistic
0: Let's go back to the uh the ending of the mandate for the a c a because there's a lot of discussion about what that possibly can mean on one hand. I didn't think it was terribly fair that you could force people to buy a product but on the other hand yeah. now that this has all these uh, mechanisms have been set up are are people truly Going to get harmed if certain people say, Hey, I don't need to buy insurance anymore. Therefore, I'm young and healthy and I'm not buying it. Will this throw this into a, an economic calamity the way well, you see I, it? I,
1: no. no. I mean, we, we've always had uninsured people. The ACA, in part, was designed to make sure everyone had coverage. That's noble, and I think most people would think that's reasonable. But if you look at the cost of the insurance that young people would have to buy, Uh, It's kind of high. They look at the so-called tax or fine for not having insurance, and, okay, well, I'll voluntarily decide not to get insurance. If that mandate goes away, then the people that, young people that choose not to buy insurance do so because they don't want to buy it. Now, okay, they're uninsured, but it's not like you're taking something away from them. I think their concern is, well, this whole uh, health care proposal or act was designed to have younger, healthier people subsidize older, sicker people. Right. So the premiums are, are going to be adjusted in such a way that that younger people are going to pay a higher cost, and that's where you get into this death spiral because if people don't go along with it. That means premiums and everyone else has have to go up. And okay, well, you're going to have to get into it, uh, otherwise we'll fine you. I mean, I, I, you know, if they just when this act was first being debated, they said, well, let's not do this unless we have bipartisan support, because this isn't just going to affect Democrats or Republicans. It's going to affect everybody. Let's sit down and hammer this out. And at the very least, if somebody is criticized in the future, they're going to have to defend their vote. No Republican has to defend their vote on this thing.
0: You're absolutely right. And then with the tax thing, if it goes kerfuey, no Democrat will have to defend a vote, Right.
1: Well, they have to defend uh, the Affordable Care Act to an extent, but then they, over the past year, I don't know if you noticed, a lot of Democrats are blaming Trump for talking this program down. It's terrible. It's lousy. We ought to repeal and replace. They say, well, the reason it's 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 uh, uh, turning bad this year or worse this year is because of all this bad talk coming from coming from Republicans. I mean, this. <laughs> I'd like them to do something for the country, you know. You should be willing to lose your job, you know. If you don't have a right to be a senator or president or a member of the House of Representatives, sometimes you have to make tough decisions and tough votes and tell people, well, look, this is what I think is best for the country long term. So many people want a two-year horizon, you know, that's the next election, so I want to make sure people vote for me in the next election.
0: In terms of uh, the reconciliation process that is now underway between uh, the House and the Senate, uh, w- where do you think this will go? And what do you think is best for the people of the country in terms of what they see from this plan? I know the corporate tax; it it, it makes people divided because they think it's a another kiss to the rich. But it, in terms of what well, you see, well, you is know, best
1: I, I, d- I don't want to go on that too much for tangent, but I did my homework Sue. So. And uh, I, kn- I knew there was a guy named John Steele Gordon. He's kind of an economic historian who wrote an editorial in a on the Wall Street Journal a few years ago. And I found it. And he said, We had to just get rid of it. Just get rid of the corporate income tax. Uh, people are taxed already, the shareholders are taxed, and then the corporation is taxed. So they tax twice. Now, if you just got rid of the corporate income tax, the tax is zero, which wouldn't, it won't happen. Right. It's politically impossible. Well, then people well, that receive dividends are just going to pay on the dividends, and you can make that tax at the ordinary uh, rate on, on on income. So you can adjust that tax rate, but it introduces so many different distortions, and there's there's a bias towards corporations incurring debt because they can. Uh, Deduct that as an expense, as opposed to having dividends on the shareholders. I, I, I'm sorry, I did go off on a tangent. In terms of what will come out of commi- committee, I, I don't know. But the Republicans have gone too far, and they risk too much. They're going to have a bill. Yeah,
0: it's going to There's happen. There's no question it? Yeah. about it. And,
1: maybe it'll take a week, maybe it take two weeks. I don't know what it will be. They will have a bill, and it will be signed. But but they're they're, sh- they're surely going to keep uh, the corporate tax rate at either. You know, Trump Trump mentioned twenty two. I don't know why he did that. Because it seems as though they came to agreement on twenty percent. Um, and the only uh question between the House and the Senate is will it be effective next year or the year after that. But and then, you know, in terms of uh, the income tax rates, um, I don't know how much they're they're willing to change them now. Um you want to know statistics since so I did my homework?
0: I could tell. You're a very, you're a very good student. Well, I
1: don't at... want to sound like a dope. You know. You get this PhD in economics, and you ask me a question. Well, I don't really know. I, <laughs> uh, it doesn't make me sound too good. Okay, let's see if I can find this here. Um, 60% of federal income tax returns are filed by those... That earn less than fifty thousand dollars so most of the tax returns you kind of figure that are going to be uh, filed by people making fifty thousand or less okay the total tax revenue that we get from that group is seven percent so they, they file tax they pay tax but not much those earning two hundred thousand and above. 56% all of all individual tax revenue. Wow. So if you say, well, we want to be fair to those people who pay most of the tax, we ought to be cutting taxes across the board, or heaven forbid, uh, the lower tax applies primarily to those making over 200000 That's not going to fly. So I think um, upper income people are going to have to bite their bullet, if only because a lot of those people have a big chunk of deductions when it comes to state and local if that stays if that stays in the bill
0: Professor Ed Scahill from the University of Scranton. Thank you for taking the time to be on the show today, for doing your homework, for speaking to us yes, during the yes. uh, rough finals week up there. Well,
1: I have no exams today, okay. so this is a good day to call me. But uh, I appreciate talking to you. Yeah, it was, it was, a lot was so fun. much
0: fun. I'd like to have you on again in the future if you're you willing. Sure,
1: anytime. Just let me know.
0: So cool. Thanks, Ed. We appreciate it.
1: And Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas to you as well.